You're listening to Haunted Attraction and Horror Galore Podcast. Brought to you by USA Haunt Search and Halizona. Sponsored by United Zombies of America. UZA's Sinister Sin. UZA's Miscreation Haunted Attraction. Haunting with Heart Documentary. Beneficiary. Oddity 13. Alright, hello and welcome to today's podcast. This is actually our first review of the season and of our podcast, so that's exciting. It's going to be of Mill of Madness, which is a haunted attraction. They don't really like being called a haunted house, but a haunted attraction. And it's quite interesting. It's very theatrical and it's more of like a show or a performance instead of just your regular haunted attraction. It's very theatrical and very, trying to think of the word, interactive. So yeah. And I have my friend here, David, who's on the other line or other side. Hello. That sounds horrible. Other side. <laughs> Mommy, other side. <laughs> so yeah, I have David, and he's also going to talk about it as well, because um, he's been through it and seen it. So we're just going to talk about, you know, a review, how we liked it, things about it. So pretty much, like the story is, they're testing different things, nuclear things, and it's it's like a army base to start off with. And then all of a sudden, you end up in a crazy doctor office and doing experiments, and then you're like on a psychedelic trip. That's pretty much kind of what the story is, wouldn't you agree? Yeah, it's your typical B-rated Day of the Dead kind of scenario. Yeah. So it's it's very interesting. (laughs) It's different. But it kind of, in a way, how they did that, though, is smart because, like you said, then they can have, like, things that wouldn't necessarily go together, but they kind of go together because of the storyline, which is good. (laughs) So, yeah. So, that's pretty much what the story is. So, when you first enter, you, like, you're obviously meeting soldiers, and David actually would know more about that part than I would. Like I said, I've seen it, but he he's, yeah, he's a part of it. So you interact with these soldiers who are pretty much, like, the first one pretty much is telling you the rules and a little bit of the story and whatnot. And then you go from there to pretty much entering the base of this army. So, yeah, if you wanted to talk about it and kind of say how you feel about at least the first half, the outside part. Well, I could probably talk about the whole thing, too. So. Yeah, well, I mean, we're good at it, but if you want to just break it down, we'll do that first. If you want to just start, and then I'll just add, because, like I said, you, you're more into that, the outside, than I am. Right. So, basically how it starts out, and no spoilers or anything like that, but you go, you're let in um, a gated area, and as you go uh, through this maze or whatnot, you end up uh, meeting a soldier. 
And at that point, uh, he's seeing if you're reinforcements, stuff like that. And he gets a video call from his uh, commander. They interact with each other. It's a great scene. It's one of my favorites. And then after that, uh, you're led through uh, the area because they're trying to get you to evacuate uh, the area. So you're having to follow the soldier and whatnot to be evacuated. Yeah. And then after that, uh, you go into like a swamp type area and uh, get attacked by a bloated zombie, which (laughs) is interesting to say the least. Yeah, and very terrifying. Yes, very, very terrifying. And like I said before, it's more of a theatrical thing. So it's actually like little shows. It's not just your regular hunt where you're pushed through or you're, you know, you're like going through. You can actually take your time and really look at the sets and the actors. And like you could even interact with them if you wanted to because it is an interactive haunt. It can be thought of as being part of the show. Yeah. You're not just uh, sitting there watching something. You're part of it. So uh, the cast will interact with you, and uh, you're mainly the main character going through uh, this whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like, they have they have cool lighting effects and sound effects and audio and all that, which, again, kind of makes it a little bit different than your average haunt because like i said there's kind of little performances and with the performances there's obviously going to be sound and audio as well as like visual effects and then you have you know the monsters playing along with it and there's like you know there has to be timing and all that with that being said so again that makes it completely different because most haunts don't necessarily do that there are some that have storylines and stuff but they're not really like really telling the story or like like you're not being a part of it like you were saying yeah it's this uh haunt i say goes back to the roots you know even like when you did a haunt in your garage or whatnot you'd always have a theme to it where uh there'd be different sections and all the your volunteers would uh do certain things to kind of bring out like uh graveyard or vampire or demon section and stuff like that and you know you're there to like enjoy yeah you want to get scared and whatnot like everyone does but you know it's more like they work hard on doing their scared doing their performance and they're not just gonna be there to kind of scream in your face or get you to run or whatnot because they want you to enjoy the show as much as they enjoy giving the show. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's like, the cool part is that it's not your average haunt where they're just screaming at you or, you know, like, boo scares or, like, startle scares and all that. Like, you're actually getting a story told. So if you're more into that kind of haunted attraction, like, this is totally for you. But you also might not be used to this kind of haunted attraction because again, in Arizona, we don't really have anything like that. I'd say the closest thing we had to anything like that was Jack and Jill, which is no longer here. But 
it's it's different and like our all of our other hunts here are not like that and our big ones here are definitely not like that because they're just pushing you through they don't care necessarily if you see everything as like i said this haunt really wants you to see everything and like technically it's an experience it's not just a haunt because i mean they use scents too they use fog scents and so they're trying to like hit all your sensories vision hearing you know smell which is different but yeah the outside area i would say is it's cool and i mean there's even like a like there's some effects out there and there's even like i said there's a show and i don't want to like david said give too much away but it is they have water involved which again in arizona is very 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 unique because we live in the desert and there isn't a whole lot of like water themes or water so that that alone also makes this haunt stand out it's really cool and like i said the characters alone there's more of a character development in these characters because like i said they're telling the story so it's not just a monster with a mask like they have some backstory or they have kind of an idea of who they are it's not just like i said like the regular rar scare and you leave kind of a thing it's pretty interesting so yeah that's the outside, pretty much, in a nutshell. It's it's very cool. I mean, even their queue line is going to be interesting. They haven't done it yet, but they've, they're talking about, you know, they're going to have screens and stuff. So as you're sitting in line, you even get, like, to see little clippets and stuff of their movies, which that's another thing. It's a movie company that's pretty much putting this on. It's a studio. It's Sun Studios of Arizona. They've done a lot of B-rated horror films or whatnot that you can find on all your streaming apps. Uh, Netflix, Hulu, all of them. And uh, their movies are pretty good. I've checked out a few. Yeah. I think I, I saw one. I want to see some more of them. And it was it was interesting. And again, I think it was an older one. So, you know, it was, it was, a, it was a little, like, outdated. But it wasn't bad. Like, it wasn't horrible. I didn't mind it. <laughs> so yeah, I want to definitely watch some more, but like they're going to advertise obviously their films while you're waiting in line, which is a smart idea. And it gives you something to do in the queue line instead of just standing there. Which again, there's some haunts where, well, that's pretty much what you what you do is you stand in line. I mean, I the only downside is like like we were talking about we wish that they had like an icon character outside just for like photo opportunities. And again, that's like great for advertising. But like just someone to interact. I mean, because you can still have your TV screens and at least have at least one icon, you know, out there kind of just being a monster, taking photos with people, and you yeah, know, but kind I of like bringing that why... energy to the line. I can understand why they don't. You know, knowing the haunt industry uh, by going and seeing all the haunts that I have here in Arizona, you know, not all of them are as great as they are uh, back east. Yeah. Uh, except for like the slaughterhouse, which is probably the best hunt that we do have here. Oh, for sure. But it's definitely one of those things to where if they were able to get uh, more actors and whatnot, and they're looking for 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 passion uh, for professional actors, you know, even if you're just into theater, or anything like that, or if you are a haunter, or whatnot, you know, they're still looking. So if you uh, still want to check things out maybe work it for this you know rest this uh, month go right ahead and uh contact them they might yeah, that's you know, true. hurry you on 
Yeah, they're still they're still looking for uh like the crew as well as the cast. So if that's something you're interested in and even if you've never done it before, that's okay because they they are very open and they're willing to work with you. You're not just like thrown in the dark like, oh, you know, they they do help you out a little bit, you know, giving you kind of a background like I said of who you are, what you're doing. But yeah, you don't necessarily have to be a professional actor or haunter to you know, be a part of it. You can be, you know, somebody who's never done it before but is interested. And a lot they of times you have, have professional people... actors and whatnot that will help coach you too. Oh yeah, so it's oh, a yeah. great learning I mean, experience for sure. Like I said, like they're very open to helping. And I mean, like I would say, this is a really good haunt to get your feet, you know, get your feet wet in the industry because it is brand new. So they're learning, and you're going to be learning along with them. But I mean, it's it's a good one to get started with. I would say for sure. So if that's something you're interested in and don't let your fears overtake you. Cause I mean, I was afraid of haunts too, but that's the cool thing about working for them is you get to learn the ins and outs of how they work in the industry. So you're not as afraid. I mean, you're still going to get startled by things obviously, but you're not going to be totally afraid and you're going to understand kind of like how movies are the background of how movie monsters were made and stuff. It kind of, when you learn that stuff, you have a different appreci- like appreciation, but then also, you know, you're not as afraid because you know it's just a person and, you know, makeup acting. But I would say, yeah, for sure, if you uh, go to millofmadness.com and you can apply, they still need actors and stuff. And who knows, if we have enough, maybe you'll be in the midway. Like I said, that'd be really cool. And keep in mind that it is also a movie production company, so they'll keep a hold of your uh, information if they think it'll make a good part in any of their future features. Yeah, it's it's a good way to make connections and meet. I mean, and you meet cool people too. Like we've met other haunters or makeup artists and stuff. So it's it's a good way to meet new people. You know, maybe learn some new crafts. Cause like if you know if you meet a makeup artist or whatever you want to learn, you could always ask them. So it's a it is a good way to like I said get your feet wet kind of you're getting introduced into that industry as well as may possibly movies, which that is really cool. Again, that's it, that's what makes it unique too, is the fact that this is a movie production studio that's putting it on. It's not just, you know, some guy who's like, yeah, I'm going to open up a haunt or, uh, you know, those businesses that have the haunts, it's different, which is cool. Cause like they said, they have a vision and they're trying to bring that vision to life, which, again, I think is really awesome. But uh, yeah, that's like pretty much the outside is, and it's, and I mean, there's, I like the sounds too. The sounds are very, and I mean, they've added some new ones, but like now when you go in there, it's not just like, you know, quiet, but it kind of, it brings that uh, eeriness, that startlingness. So I'm, I'm glad that they added those sound effects. They're totally, totally. Yeah. Their audio engineer is constantly tweaking and uh, improving every night. Yeah. And that's what any good haunted house does, really, to be honest with you. A lot of it's like trial and error of the season, so they're going to be testing things out and being like, oh, that works, that doesn't work. So a good haunt is changing throughout the season most of the time because, like like you said, David, they're, they're twerking different things. Or it's like, oh, you know, that doesn't work, let's try this, or let's add this sound. And they're totally doing that because, I mean, even <laughs> when we don't have, like, when they don't have customers and stuff, you kn- they're working on it. 
So, I mean, it's like, yeah, it's, it, and that's awesome. The other thing is that we didn't hit is it's like also family owned, which also makes it different because it's not a corporation. Exactly. And it's one of those things that because it's a family owned uh, thing and whatnot, they're really, you know, they have a vision. Don't get me wrong, but they love feedback from the customers Mm -hmm. and uh, from their employees. So, you know, they uh, don't mind criticism. Yeah, and that's cool, too, because, again, they're willing to listen to their cast and crew and, like, improve or try different things. Because, again, this is their first year. There's a lot of growing pains in a haunt's first year. And a lot of it, too, is just, like, getting out there because you're brand new. But they're going to have a lot of growing pains, and they're going to learn. And, actually, that's awesome that they're open to that because, again, a lot of haunts here aren't. They're not open to what anyone else has to say or think. This one totally is. Like, they want to know from their actors. Because, again, who's going to know more about your haunt than your actors? Because they're the ones that are actually in the scenes doing the scares and stuff. So they're going to know what works and what doesn't work. So, I mean, that's that's brilliant. The fact that they ask, like, hey, what what can we do better? What can we change? And I think that's really cool. I like that. Yes. But it is it is different. So it's again, I like that stuff, the fact that they're doing things in a completely different way. Cuz a lot of hunts here don't care. <laughs> like they don't care. But that's another thing too. If you do go through, for sure, you know, at the end let them know things that you've noticed or things like that, you know, let them know. Yeah, that's the one thing I love about this particular haunt, too, is uh, it's a lot like how with Slaughterhouse is, you know, where they don't try to just scare you and get you through as fast as possible because they understand that uh, the cost of the ticket and everything like that. So they want you to enjoy yourself and enjoy what they are doing because they put a lot of work into these sets. Oh, yeah. And a lot of money. You know, so, I've been to haunts that just uh, push you through and you can't really enjoy the sets or the scenery or even the uh, scare actors or anything like that because yeah. they're just trying to get you as many people as through as quickly as possible. And yeah. uh, sometimes the prices they ask for isn't worth a five-minute show. No, it's not. Like, like I was telling you the other night, like the fact that I can go to a concert for $75 and, you know, concerts are longer than 15 minutes. <laughs> I mean, they should be. So it's and like you're paying... a lot better. Yeah. You're paying for that, that, you know, that time, but as well as the production. And, I mean, concerts, like, even if you're thinking of, like, Taylor Swift or even someone smaller than that, they have a whole production. So it's like you're paying for that as well as the artist and then all the things that come along with it. But these haunts that are, like, the price of a concert ticket and they're not a concert. Like, it's like, it's not, it's not worth that. Like you said, it's not worth the price that they're charging. And if people continue paying those prices, they're going to keep, keep them at that price. It's like, you know, it's like when you're feeding a bad habit kind of a thing, it's the same thing. As long as people are supporting these haunts and going to them and paying the ridiculous prices, they're going to keep their prices or they're even going to go up in price. So it's it's to me it's ridiculous. That's just crazy. 
And this haunt is like fairly reason, like the price is reasonable. It really is. It's not bad. It's like in the middle. It's not too much, and it's not like oh, it's you know like when you see haunts that are really cheap, and you're like oh, I don't know if I want to go to that because why are the tickets only you know twenty bucks? Which, and they do again, it for you charity. Should base a haunt on the ticket price. And that's another thing about this haunt is they uh, this uh, Sun Studios is doing this haunt for charity. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you know. And that, to me, is the heart of a hunt, is giving back to the community that supports them. Yeah, because without your community, you don't really have a hunt. Like, you need people to go through to, for it to be successful. And the people who go through your hunt are what? The community. <laughs> the community. Yeah. So it's, it's funny. It's very interesting. But, yeah, we'll go into, because there's two parts. There's, like, the outside part, and then there's the inside part. And I mean, I, I actually like how they do the transition because now you're going from, you know, being in a, you know, facility, an army place and all that to entering now this crazy scientist's office, which I think is kind of, I think that is a good transition. And I mean, the actor in there is really good, you know, good makeup, really scary, big in size. I mean, just ooh, terrifying, like intimidating. And he doesn't only just interact with the other uh, haunter there that, you know, is part of the scene. Yeah. He'll actually talk with the group. Like, he was, <laughs> I went in there with the group, and he was asking all, like, oh, what's your foot size? Uh, I'm, I'm, I need a size 7. Do you have a size 7? <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. And, like, sometimes there's a victim in there, I've you know, or sometimes there isn't. But there's usually somebody in there with them. But, I mean, it's just, it's interesting because, again, it's it's more interactive. So, I mean, I like I like the transition. I think it's cool. And the set in there is pretty cool, too. I mean, there's, like, a body and obviously parts and, you know, equipment for the crazy scientist. It's, it's, it's really cool. And the costume's pretty interesting, too. Yeah. But that, that, I mean, that is one of, I, I like that part. That part's really cool. I also like the water show, too. That's also, and again, that's different. So it's it stands out. Like, it's something you remember. as Like, I would say the scientist is, too. That's something that stands out and something that you remember because it's just, it's it's like something that you see in a haunt, but it, it's, and it's different. It's pretty cool. And the fact that those are just the tip of the iceberg on the whole show itself yeah yeah i mean and we're, we haven't even talked about the ending and that like they did the, they did that smart because the ending is like the finale and it builds up to that which again is a very very smart idea and some haunts don't always do that either but they do they build up to the last scene and it's actually a scene and like it, we'll get to that but yeah it's really cool and then from there, you then you start actually entering, like, I would say the scare part or the attraction part. But it's still, again, keep in mind, it's still interactive. It's still scenes. You're still interacting with, you know, the actors and such. But then you enter this crazy hallway, and I, I love the lighting in the hallway. I'm going to be honest. It's, it's, the hallway is one of my favorite areas, not just because I've been in there, but, like, I, I like the feeling of it because... You go into it and the walls, you know, have blood splatter and stuff like that. 
and they have things hanging from the ceiling. But the lighting, how the lighting is, it, it makes it eerier, and then you add fog on top of that, and then the sound effects and the actors, it's just, it's, to me, it's, it's a cool scene. That's another one that stands out. It's, it's interesting. And the actors are interesting, for sure. It's, it's pretty, and I, like I said, I don't want to give it all away, but it's pretty, that one, I mean, that's the start, pretty much, after the Doctor. That's the start of the attraction. And it's, it kind of sets the tone for the rest of it. <laughs> it's pretty creepy. Yeah, and going through those, uh, the maze and whatnot, everything is so unassuming, and uh, the timing of the actors and whatnot to uh, either jump out and get you or, you know, grab your attention and communicate with you or whatnot. Mm-hmm. It's just so perfectly well done to where, you know, you can be scared, surprised, laughing with them, having a great time, you know. It's just uh, the transitions between everything is just wonderfully done. Yeah, and it's and it's all about entertainment. In the long run, that's really, it's like, yes, you're there to get scared, but really, if you really think about it, it's about being entertained, and they do a good job of that. And like you said, it's kind of unexpected. You don't know what you're walking into because, like I said, since this haunt's backstory is different, you know, you travel through these different areas and you're kind of like, how does that even go together? But then when you actually really think about the story, you're like, okay, I see how that can go together. And I think that's cool too. Like you said, surprising. Like you're like, oh, you know, as as you leave that hallway, then you're entering like a butcher area and you're like, okay. <laughs> and I mean, the butcher's really good too. I like, I like that. And like, we don't want to give a lot away, but we'll talk just a little bit. So you kind of, again, we want you to go if it's good or if it's a bad attraction, you know, obviously we want to steer you away from that, but this one's not bad, not at all, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's cool. But yeah, yeah. Then you have the butcher and you like end up in a psychedelic, like I said, kind of a setting and they have different effects that, you know, some haunts do have. And then they also have things that some haunts don't have. Like they obviously have startle scares like air and stuff. And they have, like like David said, they have actors that interact with you. Like, there's a doll in one part, and you play dolls with her. <laughs> I mean, like, again, how many haunts do that? Not any that I'm aware of, at least here in Arizona. Yeah, to me, like, this hunt is just perfect, because I love going to haunts, you know. I'm all about Halloween. It's my favorite, you know, holiday by far. Yeah. And you go through all these other haunts and whatnot, and... You know, you're trying to enjoy the sceneries and people are just popping out at you, trying to scare you through and stuff like that. Yeah, I get that. But, yeah. you know, they put a lot of work into these things. You want to enjoy everything. Yeah. And... Well, yeah. And that's that doesn't make sense either, does it, David? Like all the time and effort and like money and everything that they put into it. And then you only like you miss most of it. in Most attractions, like you said, they push you through. Like, yeah, but this one doesn't push you through. Yeah. It's like it doesn't make sense to me. Like. You're spending thousands of dollars and, like you said, hundreds and thousands of hours detailing and decorating. I mean, not all haunts detail, obviously, but they do all this crazy stuff for you to see it. And then if they just push you through, like you miss like what? Probably 90% of the haunt because, you know, you're just being pushed through. Yeah, exactly. And it's also just one of those things, too, where... You know, because it's a production, an immersive show, you know, it's not your standard haunt. Not everyone is going to be a monster in this haunt. 
and yeah. stuff like that, which makes it so much more refreshing. Just yeah, to like, they have you know, victims. You can see an actual victim that just, you know, no face paint, nothing, you know, and they're uh, either, you know, chained to a wall because they're about ready to get hit by the butcher or, you know, they're getting electrocuted or stuff like that. Yeah, getting know. tortured. Or tortured, yeah. You know, you don't need to have face makeup or uh, mask or anything like that to make something scary. Or just good. having someone, uh, you know, just in the regular clothes and they're acting out a scene, that's all you really need. I mean, that goes back to, like, you know, the original Dracula, the original mm-hmm. Mommy, and, you know, all those great movies where not all of that was, you know, such a thing. You don't need all the blood, gore, and everything. Yeah, yeah, and like we've talked about, or you know, me and you have talked about, and I've probably said to other people, is like, you can have amazing costumes and makeup, and you can suck as an actor. Like, that's not what sells it, really, it is the acting. So even if you didn't have makeup, like, that's when you know an actor is good, is they don't even need makeup or a costume to scare you or to entertain you. Like, those are just things to add to the haunt or to that character it's not the character they're important in a way but like you don't need necessarily to have that if you're a good actor you don't need it <laughs> like hello right mm-hmm. that's i mean that's that's to me what is what sells it kind of like we talked about these sets that are extremely amazing and stuff and you, again you can have a haunt that has amazing sets and all these animatronics and stuff, but if you don't have actors or good actors, that's really the actors are the heart of the haunt. Really, they they really are like, and that's why you should treat them well too, because they are your haunt. Like your your actors are everything. Yeah, and it's like I've gone through some uh, haunted houses that claim to be world famous and you know have all these amazing sets, and then the acting just doesn't do it for you yeah or it breaks it breaks that um like even the believability so even if the sets are clear like yeah whatever yeah but i've also been through you know those little like corn mazes or just the black tarp and stuff like Mm -hmm. that and the actors with those you know the way that they interact and whatnot just really you know bring it home and i've had more fun with uh haunts like that than some of the more expensive haunts around Arizona. Yeah. Like I said, you shouldn't base what you go on on price. Do your research, obviously. Like, you know, look up. I mean, especially if you don't have a lot of money and you can only do a couple of haunts. Like, do your research. Look up different sites that are credible or, you know, word of mouth people you know. And, like, listen to what they say, obviously, before, especially some of these haunts that are really expensive, before buying a ticket. There, there are credible things out there like Haunt World or even USA Haunt Search or different things like that. There are credible places that you can get good reviews. I mean, you can look at Google and stuff, too, because there are people that do actually put real reviews out. <laughs> but, yeah, it's like, do your research, obviously. Yeah, and it's one of those things, too, where I personally, you know, read all those reviews and... I still go even if like a haunt has nothing but bad reviews because I'm like, I want to go see how bad it is. Yeah, yeah, and people and, do that too. They do. 
You know, and it's like, I've gone, I'm like, those reviews were wrong. Like, yeah, what is that person talking about? Yeah. And again, everyone's going to have their point of view. And what scares some people isn't going to scare everybody. Like, if you're terrified of spiders and there's a huge spider, you're going to be like, oh, my God. But, you know, if I'm not afraid of spiders, I'll just be like, oh, that's cute. Like, <laughs> everybody's opinion is different and people are afraid of different things. And people react to fear differently as well. So it's just it's kind of like to each their own like some people may hate mill of madness because it's more theatrical and they just like the average you know they just want the jump scares so it might not be everybody's cup of tea but you never know that's for sure but it's totally cool i mean like the sets they do really like there's even a, like a black light kind of area and you can even see that you know whoever painted that put effort into the, you know the sets and again it's a family that does it so it's like they're working together to create this which i love family businesses because again i ha you know having one but and they're they're more rare i think than they used to be but it's pretty cool to the fact that they're even family kind of like how sanctum of horror is too like it's it's not a corporation it's one of those things too where uh i'm a proud arizonian and whatnot I like going to all haunts, but if there's a haunt that's an Arizona-based haunt, I'll go to them before I go to some other haunt that doesn't have any bases in Arizona, and they're just here or have the same kind in other states or what have you. Like the chains. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Like, and I like, don't... There, there, there are haunts, too, that never change. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I don't mind chain haunts or the corporate haunts or anything like that. They're fine and whatnot. But the, uh, you know, haunts that are, you know, part of your community, you know, whatnot, you know, they're Arizona-based or Colorado-based or what have you, you know, they're doing it for the community, not just for profit like uh, some haunts that, you know, may be based in... New Orleans, but they have a haunt in California. Yeah, and it's just money, yeah. And that you can tell that, too, when you walk through a haunt. You can really, like, tell if it's just there for profit or if it's there out of love. Like, there, there are differences. You can feel it or you can see it. And that's why I would say, like, this one, you they're trying. I mean, it's their first year. But you can see that they're really putting all into it. And I think that will pay back in the, you know, in the future. I think that will because the fact that they're trying and they're putting their heart into it already makes them different than some of the other attractions. Which is which is really cool. Yes. But I mean, yeah, some of the I mean, they have like like I said they have some cool effects. They actually use fog. A lot of haunts here in Arizona don't always use, you know, fog. They actually do, and they use it well. Um, sometimes it gets a little too foggy in some areas, but again, that's just growing pains. But it's still cool, and it adds that atmosphere. Like, I heard other people going through, and they kept saying atmosphere. Like, you feel like you're actually in the atmosphere. I, I kept hearing that. I heard it, yeah. like, probably four or five times. So it's like, obviously, that's something if people are, you know, keep saying, you know, no, like the atmosphere, like you actually feel you're there. 
And then the actors are just like the cake, you know, like the cherry on the cake. Then they're there helping you believe that you're actually in the story, which again is, is different. And I like it. part of the immersibility. Yeah. And I mean, like they have cool things, like they had a bubble machine and they have like, like I said, they have a lot of lighting effects, which a lot of haunts don't have. And they also, like I said, they have sound. They even have, they're trying to cue everything together. So, and I mean, like they said, they're they're still new. They're still working on things, but they're trying to cue it. So it's like when you're going through, you're listening and seeing and hearing all these things that are supposed to go on together, which is, again, and that's hard. That's not an easy thing to do. So the fact that they're even trying to do that and not just be like, oh, we're just a scary haunt. We have some lights and stuff. They're trying to take it that step forward into you're actually there and there's a whole entire scene like we were talking about. It's not just, it's an experience. It's an attraction. They don't like saying haunt because it like it, it is more than that. Yes. But it's really cool. And like I said, they have some of your average haunt stuff like air cannons and things like that. But yeah, they also have things that are different. Not. Yeah. And I mean, they have some really cool animatronics and they actually work. <laughs> you go to some ha- some haunts, they have some awesome animatronics, but they don't do anything. But these guys actually work. And like I said, I don't want to give give it all away, but like they do have some pretty incredible animatronics. So like I said, you can tell they spent money in this attraction. And yeah, the, ending, it- the ending is... That's like, again, that's kind of... It builds to that ending... But the ending is really kind of what shows you the interactive and how it's more of a performance. Yeah. It's, it's a really cool. Like, both parts of the haunt are awesome, I would say. And they're different. Because, again, outside is different than inside for lots of different reasons. <laughs> because of, you know, when you're, uh, like, open air compared to being inside, you know, a building. There is differences. But they're both really good. I mean, and I do love the ending. The ending's interesting, and it's, again, it's interactive, and there's sound and visual effects that are a part of it. And it's it's quite, I don't know how long the ending exactly is, but it is, it's, you're in there for a while. Again, you're not just like, oh, that's cool, and you're leaving. Like, there's a whole entire scene going on at the end. I mean, you're basically going through this hunt uh, and you'll be there like uh, in over 20 minutes, you know. Unlike some hunts, you can be out in 5 or 10. This yeah. one, you know, it, you can take uh, maybe a good half hour depending if you're a runner or if you're a slow walker and like you're strolling enjoying the set and the uh, whole theme of the thing. But, you know, that's what I like about it is you can be. You can actually be in this hunt for like a full half hour, just enjoying yeah. everything. And, and again, that's kind that. of up to you too, as the consumer. Because if you're running through, or if you're that scared that you're just like, because there has been groups like that, they just run out. That's not necessarily the haunt's fault. It's like, again, it's kind of up to the customer. You know, if you want to actually like look, or if you're going to try to just be fast, and like if you want to interact with the characters. Yeah, they promise a long-lasting show, and they deliver on that. Yeah, yeah, but it, again, it is up to you. If you run through it, 
or you don't even want to take the time to see the shows, then that's that's not really their fault. <laughs> but yeah, they're and they're still working on timing. Like I said, there are things they could definitely improve on, and they are trying to work on it. Like the you're gonna hear a lot. The door of hallways is like not the best part of the attraction. I know what they're trying to do. It just hasn't gotten there yet. But they yeah. are working on it. And I've definitely read the reviews for this place. And a lot of them are good. I mean, there are some bad reviews and whatnot. But like I said, it's all opinion-based. Yeah. Some people maybe uh, are looking for a monster around every corner and not just the regular, you know, face person getting electrocuted. Yeah, but, I saw that one, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's just like, give me a break. I mean, maybe it's supposed to be a person getting electrocuted, not a zombie or monster or anything like that, you know? Well, yeah, and that doesn't make sense. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, it's it's all about the storyline. And it, if they didn't take the time to, and I know what review you're talking about, they don't take the time to actually, like, be immersed in it. And like we said, like, you know, slow down. That could be partly their fault, too. Yeah. If you, you and know. I, will, I will definitely admit, I am such a nerd. When I go to haunts, any haunts, uh, doesn't matter what state or how many I go through. I always look for the storyline. Like, okay, so what are, what are they trying to tell me yeah. when I go through this haunt? Or is it just going to be a bunch of black tarp and jump scares because that's all they're focused on are the, you know, trying to startle the heck out yeah. of you. You know, but the ones that you actually do the scenery and whatnot, when you go from, like, uh... Insane Asylum to uh, Carnivals or, you know, uh, the Hall of Slaughter or something like mm -hmm. that. They're trying to tell you the story as you're walking through. And it's yeah. like trying to figure out, okay, well, I like this, but I'm trying to figure out the story here, too. Like, you know, yeah. because that's what sells it for me. Yeah, is the believability, the story. And some haunts don't have that. Like, or they do, and it doesn't. It doesn't Translate. work. Yeah, like, it doesn't... I've been to some, and, like, you read the backstory, and you're like, then you go through, and you don't even see, like, the characters, or... It's, it just doesn't make sense. And that... I don't like that. To me, that's false advertising. It's like, if you're gonna have a fairy-themed haunt, and you go in it, and you don't even see a fairy, like... And it's all zombies? Yeah, like, what? That doesn't even... I hate when they do that. Like, no, don't do that. And if you're going to have iconic characters, make sure you have those characters in your haunt. I mean, come on. If I want to go see the crazy clown and I go there and there's no crazy clown, you're kind of like, that's disappointing. Then you're just like, and you remember that. You're like, hey, remember that one year when we went to Blank and they didn't have blah, blah, blah. And you're like, yeah, that was, that's not what you want to put out as a good haunt. You want people to be like, to have good memories and be like, hey, you remember when, we, you know, we went to see the clown and we saw the clown and he was he was even better than what we thought he was going to be. You know, like, that's what you want to be remembered as, not like the disappointment of not telling your story or not having scenes that make sense. And I mean, if that's the haunt that you do and you like it and it works, then OK. And some people, like I said, some people prefer that more than story. But I would say, yeah, personally, story driven haunts are a lot easier to follow and they make it more believable which makes the scare so much better yeah and it, i would say it's easier for your actors yeah 
And that's the thing about that's the thing about this Han or whatnot. Because it's their first year or whatnot and they may not have any icons yet. Well that's because, you know, it's up to the actors to create the icons for them. And yeah. there are like almost a lot of the actors are all the actors that they have. You know, all their characters to be very iconic. Because yeah. everyone just does a great job. When they say professional actors, they do mean it. Uh, these guys are pretty good. Yeah. I mean, and like I said, there's, it's their first year. They're growing. They're going to learn. And, like, I'm hoping that any criticism they do get, you know, they, they listen to it. But don't take it to heart. But, like, be open. And they are, obviously. They are open to, you know, change. So if you do go through and you notice something that could have improvement, then tell them. But for sure, you know, give them a review. If you do go through, make sure you give them a review on Google and stuff because that, that does help them. And since it is their first year, they need all the help they can get. And then you do those reviews, it's like, man, this place was great, but, you know, during this one scene, I wish that he did this, blah, blah, blah. They'll listen to you. Yeah. Because even that negative review that they just recently had, they were they took that into consideration. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, but, but don't for sure take it to heart because if you're trying to tell a story and what they're suggesting has nothing to do with it, then just, like, okay. Yeah. Because not everybody's going to get it. But yeah, I would say, as a whole, the attraction is, I would say, a must-see. Yeah, it's a very refreshing uh, haunted attraction that I've seen in Arizona in a long time. The only, you know, two competitors that come, that are, uh, this place comes close to is uh, the Slaughterhouse and, uh, let's see... What's that other one that we like going to? Sanctum of Horror. Sanctum of Horror. There we go. That's yeah. it. Yeah, those two. I mean, these three haunts are in a league of their own, I would say. Yes. I mean, those, to me, are the three best haunts here in Arizona. Yeah. For sure. And and they're all different, which, again, that's, like, the cool part, is you can love all three of them because all three of them are completely different because Sanctum, you know, you have two separate haunts. And, again, that's also family-owned. And it's just different because Sanctum of Horror has, and they have a storyline too. And their transition and their lighting and all that is awesome. And then you have like the slaughterhouse, which is actually a real slaughterhouse that is haunted. That right there makes it different. And it's a huge location and he does things differently than Sanctum would do and Mill of Madness. And then you have Mill of Madness that, like we said, is it's not just a haunt, it's an attraction. It's a interactive show. So it's like, they're all three are great, and they're great for different reasons. But, like, yeah, I agree with David. Like, in my opinion, those are probably going to be the three top ones of this year. Yeah, and as we do this broadcast together, uh, Sid and I, we will definitely, you know, be going to all the haunts that we can here in Arizona and give them all a fair review. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, even if we have ties or connections, we... We always try to put ourselves as the consumer or the customer's perspective and, like, really look at all of the parts, like how we were talking about lighting, sound, makeup, acting. Like, we take all of those into consideration and, like, judge it fairly. And we'll even talk to people that uh, we're not really, you know, close with or anything like that and get their perspective on the 
Han as well. Yeah. Oh yeah, we we get we get tons of like uh what would you say? People that tell us about their experiences and stuff and I always kind of have that in the back of my head when going through something. Again, I don't like, you know, take it for heart cuz sometimes people are totally wrong. But and again, it depends on the people. Like I have sources that I I do we like see things the same. Like that's that's one reason I like David is cuz we kind of see things the same, but again, we still have we see things differently too, but like there is a commonality. And like if David said, "Hey, that attraction sucks. I'm going to take his word for it." I'm not going to be like, "Okay, I don't believe him." I might say, but why? And then he'll be like, oh, this and this and this. But, like, he would be a credible source, I'd say. So we do know people in the industry that we would consider, you know, they're credible. They know what they're talking about. Yes, and I always look at things in a perspective of a customer and whatnot, what uh, the average customer would look for and stuff like that. Due to the fact that I uh, know a lot of people who love going to haunts, and they'll t- they'll get something like, "Oh, have you gone to this haunt yet? It's so cool!" Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. And then that's something we hear too, and then we'll like look for that in that attraction and be like, "Yeah, that really was cool," or "Oh, that was that was okay." <laughs> like it just it depends. Like I said, everybody's perspective is different. How everybody sees everything is different, and that's why I like getting more than one person to review with me because they're going to see things differently than I did or I might miss something I might be looking over here and David's looking over there because like when we went to Sanctum last year uh, I didn't get to see the gun in the second haunt which is um, I can't think of it uh, what is the name the breach yes. and I didn't get to see the gun go off I heard it but I didn't get to see it but he did and he was like that was awesome and I was like I missed it I wanted to see that yeah but you know that's like that that sanctum of horror and whatnot and you know i will definitely let you guys know uh when i see certain uh props or whatnot that the uh company just nailed with like that gun was nothing but an air cannon but they made it uh go off like a machine gun yeah i love homemade like when they do homemade stuff like that instead of just buying what everybody else buys because then you like see the same animatronic at like two of the haunts and it's it takes that that specialness away so i love what too when they do a lot of like dyi and i would say for sure mill of madness they have a lot of things like they made in-house yeah which it's is been... really cool yes i mean... I mean like they go like you kind of said they go back to some of the practical old school effects and they and it still works like even in the century it still works. Like when you have a trash bag with milk cartons in it to make it look like a body and it looks like a body and you didn't have to pay, you know, like some of the ridiculous prices for fake bodies and they just like made it out of milk cartons in a trash bag. It still works. And I was able to talk to some of the crew that uh, were behind making uh, Mill of Madness happen. And uh, like like we said, it's a family owned business yeah. But not Sun Studios, and they were telling me how they used to do hunts many years ago in barns. Wow. Yeah, you know, and it's like they went from a barn, you know, doing what they did like years ago before they ever started their Sun Studio business, yeah. and what they're doing now. So it's like you're you're still getting a lot of that old school home feel haunts, but with yeah. 
on top of like a professional production. Yeah, it's like it's kind of like a cross between both. Which again, I think that's cool and that's kind of what makes it different too is the fact that it's like they have practical, you know, old school kind of effects and then they have like this technology tech side and then like, you know, they have like some animatronics and really crazy things and they like mesh them both together like perfectly. Like you don't mind that when you're walking through you see like like I said, like the trash bags or whatever, like you're in that environment and you like, it doesn't matter whether they spent $5 making it or, you know, $1,000 buying it from somebody there. It's, it works like the practicalness. I like it. The only thing like I've, like I told David and whatever that I worry about is like some of the stuff they made, like they made some, I don't know, different kind of, objects with that foam stuff and i'm just worried that in time with people like walking through and stuff it's gonna chip away and that's that's again they're they're learning they don't know but i mean like they put all this time and stuff in making these these awesome like they had like a tree and a mushroom and some other things but they made it like i said they made it in house and painted it and all that on their own but i'm just i i hope that it holds up you know for the whole season and I know that there are tricks and tips that you can do to, like, actually make it so it will take a punch. Like, it, you know, what would you call that? Like, they would coat it? Yeah, harden the uh, materials or whatnot so they can be picked at and that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, but I mean, like I said, there's little downsides. But, like, again, they made it, though. That's the cool part is, like, they made a lot of stuff in-house. You know, and they're, they'll learn that, you know, because of actors and people going through and just, like, wear and tear, things are going to, you know. And when when it's made out of, like, material like that, like foam or things that are easy to, you know, get destroyed, obviously. And I, I just, I hope in time it doesn't. I hope, like, people that go through will respect the fact that, you know, some of the stuff's homemade. But, I mean, it's it's really cool how they've how they've kind of, like, tied both worlds into one. Yeah, because I definitely don't mind seeing all the professional done animatronics or uh, props or whatnot that you can get at all those great uh, Halloween uh, companies and what yeah. have you. But, you know, when you put your own creativity when you make these haunts, uh, that's what really sells them, you know, versus uh, other haunts that will just buy all of this yeah. stuff from either older haunts or haunt and whatnot, and then they just throw something together like, okay, there we go. Well, yeah, and like I said, you can kind of tell the difference between a haunt that really puts their whole heart into it to a haunt that's just doing it for the profit. You can you can tell those differences, you know, like I said, because when when you put your heart into it, it's it's kind of like an energy that comes with the experience, and Mill of Madness has that for sure. And I love that they did a lot of stuff in-house and that it's, I mean, like, I don't, like I said, I don't want to give away, but there, there are practical effects that they have that, like, have been done for years. And I was so happy when we, when we walked through and saw those, because I was like, oh my gosh, they're, they have whatever. Like, I was, I was excited for that. Like, I was like, I can't believe they're bringing it back. Yeah. Which, I mean, all of that stuff works. And it's just, to me, it's really cool the fact that they've they've put their own spin because it's kind of like um 
Netherworld, they do buy stuff, but they they always, like, somehow end up doing something to it to make it their own. And that's, that's like, something that Mill of Madness is doing. It's like, even if they did buy something, and they kind of have their spin on how they're using it. Yeah, and that's the other part, too. It's like, I've gone through a lot of haunts to where, you know, how we've talked about the start of this haunt, you know, where there's, like, little scenes or what have you, and then you go through and then you're actually, okay, so this is the main haunt, you know, you're going through the maze. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you walk out like, oh, man, that was great, blah, 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 you know. Uh, but, no, this one, uh, at the end of the uh, maze, uh, you're greeted by another actor, and, and that takes you into their finale, which is just phenomenal. Yeah. I was going to say, you should, if you want to talk about the second half of the whole haunt, but, like, the ending, I would love for you to share that, so go ahead. Oh, no problem. Uh, you know, like, like we've been saying, you know, about the haunt, uh, I'm not going to say anything about the maze itself because you just have to experience it. Uh, all the actors, props, everything like that, it's just so well done. Uh, we have said stuff about uh, an electrocution part, which to me was done amazingly well and uh, whatnot. And that's the end of the whole maze there before you're greeted by another actor going right into their finale and it's just great because it goes from uh you know it's i love b movies you know like uh day of the dead and stuff like that and if you've seen that you know it's only starting off with the militaries you know doing something that they shouldn't be doing with uh experimenting on whatever for super soldier or whatever and, you know, this is kind of has that kind of vibe to it because you start off military, you know, uh, you're supposed to be reinforcements, but you're actually civilians. And it goes into a laboratory and like an insane asylum type of a feel into, uh, you know, like you're going just through a whole movie, you know, yeah. with all these different scenes. And they just blend together. Like, you're going outside into all the woods, going into uh, Grandma's house, you know, going off through a red carpet, stuff like that. You know, it's yeah. just, you know, the way that they just transition everything is just well done. Yeah, because they do have a whole forest part, which which is, I think, pretty cool. And how they did it. And the creature that's in there, I mean, it's it's cool. Yes. And uh, whoever the uh, actor is just brings it to life. Yeah. It's all about the actors, like we said. But yeah, I would say as a whole, The Haunt is a is a must-see, for sure. So yeah, Mill of Madness, if it's not on your calendar or on your to-do list, you should for sure put it on there. It is, it's a recommended haunt, at least for sure by us. Yeah, and don't get dissuaded or whatnot uh, when you're going there. Or whatnot, because they are doing it in one of their studios. Mm-hmm. So it's located uh, near Sky Harbor International Airport yeah. and whatnot. So, you know, they have to keep the regular hours on there. So you may have your GPS saying that it may be closed. Don't uh, listen to it. Just keep going yeah. and check it out. That's true. When we went, it was like, this may be closed by the time you get there. And I'm like, I hope not. <laughs> it's like they're just opening. What are you talking about? Right. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't. Main business. She's a liar. 
<laughs> but yeah, it is. I mean, that's like, I guess another downside is I've been hearing is like the location is kind of hard to follow or find. But I mean, it's How what they have. How often do you go on to a movie work. studio? Yeah, I mean, they make it work. I mean, it's in kind of like, what would you call like an industrial businessy area? Yeah, it's an industrial business area or whatnot. Yeah. So, but, you know, it's kind of like, I don't know if Las Vegas or Hollywood uh, opens haunts in their movie studios or anything like that. Yeah. You know, this place is a movie studio. It's a haunt, you know, uh, or interactive, you know, uh, attraction, haunting yeah. But no, you, you don't get that. This is a rare experience. Yeah, instance. and they make the location work. I mean, like, yes, it is a little hard to find, but now they've added, like, banners and stuff. So, you, like, you you obviously see it when you drive around. Like, it's it's there. I mean, like, me and you were talking. We wish that they, maybe they had, like, a giant monster or something, like one of those giant skeletons or something, just so it's, yeah. you know, like, you're like oh, yeah, obviously. I mean, if, if you don't know where it is and there's a giant skeleton, like, that's on you. Like, I mean, come on. It's <laughs> like, yeah. Right. But I mean, like, like you told me, they have restrictions. The fact that it is close to the airport, so there's some things they can't do, like the searchlights and all that. But they could, you know, get something like that outside. And I could see why they wouldn't want to necessarily, because you know, people may steal it or do things like that. So I could see why maybe they wouldn't want to. But I mean, I would say overall, though, it's a safe location, so. I think they'd be okay with doing something like that. Yes, definitely. And I mean, even if they don't have it this year, they could always have something like that next year. Yeah, like I said, it's their first year, you know. I mean, uh, give them a shot, you know. It's something yeah. new uh, compared to all the other haunts that have been around here for years. It's yeah. always good to check out something new every so often. Yeah, like, even if you have a tradition of going to one every year, like, break it this one year and see something different. Or, you know, added a part of your new traditions. Like, give it a shot. Like David said, it's new. It's something different. It's it's a different experience in itself. So, yeah, I would for sure say give it a shot if you can. Make sure you check it out. It's, like I said, there are things that they can improve on. But overall, it's it's a good haunt. And also, if you go through and you do have, you know, you help improve it, you've made it better, like you're a part of it, too. If you go through and you notice something, you're like, hey, you should try this. Then you're also, like, a part of the history of that haunt. So, yeah, for sure, like, check it out. Like I said, you can buy tickets at millofmadness.com. And you can read the story. They do have the story. And they have, like, information about it. Everything is pretty much on their website. Yeah. And like I said, it's just it's a breath of fresh air because a lot of the haunts that we do have here in Arizona never change how their haunt looks year by year yeah so it's always yeah. good something something brand new and fresh yeah for sure like get your tickets make sure you try it um you can also like like i said for sure give them reviews on google or you know like you can even hashtag mill of madness and be like hey like i went and this is something i noticed or i really liked it or you could like i said you can even tag usa haunt search and tell us or you know let us know what you think of the haunt too like how did you like it because we can also share that with our haunt friends, too, and tell them, like, hey, we heard this feedback. So, you're, I mean, like, you're a part of the experience, too, for sure. Give feedback, you know. Don't be one of those people who go through something and really like it or really hate it and don't tell them. Like, for if sure, we like to, we'll definitely uh, say it on our podcast. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
yeah, like for sure, share, share what you think, because again, you're going to see things differently than we do. And that's a good thing. Like we don't want to brainwash people or to have people all be like the same, but we just like to give reviews to let people know. Cause like, I don't know about you, but I have a budget. So it's like, I try to go to the best attractions. Of course now it's different since now I review them. But before, like I reviewed haunts and stuff, I would have like a budget. So I'd maybe get to see one or two, you know, the whole season. So I'd, I would research because you don't want to spend your money on something that you've already seen or something that's just going to lead to disappointment. Yeah. So that's why we try to help you kind of navigate that. But we do want you to make your own mind up. So like I said, let us know what you thought too, for sure. But I would say, like I said, just to finish this podcast off, I would say, yes, it is a must-see haunt. It's Like I said, it's, it's not just a haunt. It's an attraction. It's interactive. And like the owner calls it a show. And it is. In that in that point, it's kind of like Rocky Point. If anyone knows about Rocky Point, she never referred to it as a haunted house. She always referred to it as a show, because it was more than just a haunted attraction. And I think that's why I like of Mill Madness too, because it has that link that Rocky Point started, which yeah. is awesome when you carry on the history of something that was so legendary and well known. And they might not even know that they have that link with Rocky Point, but I mean, they do. Yeah, it's a movie cool. studio turn, going, doing a haunt. Yeah. So any last things that you want to share about Mill of Madness before we wrap it up? Oh, like I said, Mill of Madness is definitely a must-see. I guarantee you'll have a great time. And uh, it will fit your budget. It is affordable. It's uh, yeah. not going to be the price of you know, uh, well, Disney ticket or, you know, front row seat at a concert or anything yeah. like that. You know, you can definitely have, uh, do it as a nice little date night or, you know, take your family to it, you know, bring yeah. your kids or whatnot, because uh, I've noticed that a lot of the actors pay attention to that. If yeah. they see kids or whatnot, they'll, uh, they will still be scary and whatnot, but they uh, pull back and, uh, try not to scare the little kids all too terribly much. So it's yeah, just terrifying ones. Yeah. Which, and I love haunts that do that because you know I hate when the haunts scare children. That's just an easy target and it's wrong for lots yeah. of reasons. So yeah, the fact that they, they stay in character and whatever, but they they don't want to terrify your child to the point where they're never going to want to go through a haunt again. Which, smart haunts will not do that because again, that's future customers, but whatever. <laughs> there right. are ones that do that it's, it's to me it doesn't make sense but whatever so yeah you could take your family through it's 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 like yes there are parts that i would say are actually scary or terrifying but again it's more entertaining than anything and that's what you're looking for i mean you don't uh go and watch a horror movie just uh to get scared and scream or whatnot you actually want to like the storyline yeah yeah, and that makes a difference, like we were saying. So for sure, check out Mill of Madness. Like I said, go to millofmadness.com, and the address, everything is there. Anything, every question you have will be on the website. If there is something that you don't know or that there isn't, you can always probably reach out to them. They're very accommodating. And also, wheelchairs can go through the haunt, too. 
I didn't say that, but they are. They're very accommodating to whatever you need. So for sure, check it out. And that's another thing that makes this haunt special is that they actually accommodate for their customers, like even their actors too. Yeah, it's hard. Like, to they have handicapped people that work there. Mm -hmm. And that's sometimes odd because some haunts will not hire you if you have any kind of disability, which to me, again, doesn't make sense. So they're right. accommodating. But yeah, I would say check them out, get their tickets, uh, share this podcast. You know, we're going to have a lot more reviews coming up. We have a lot of reviews coming up and I'll just like name a couple. I don't want to say when we're going to be there because then sometimes people act differently. I want to go and them not know necessarily. It's kind and of like a couple of kind of things that that's how we try to up approach yeah. it. We don't want special treatment necessarily. So, yeah, some of the ones we're going through, like we're going through um, the Slaughterhouse. We already went through Mill of Madness, obviously. Uh, we're going to try to do Terror in the Corn. We're going to go through Sanctum and 13th Floor and Fear Farm. And also, this is the first time ever that I'm going to go through Scarazona. So, that will be fun. I've had a lot of people ask me about it, and I've never given my opinion because I don't have one because I've never been to it. And I know, David, it's your first time, too. So for yeah. both of us, it's going to be our first time going through Scarazona. And that's not all we're going to be doing uh, this month of October, too. We're also going to be doing one of the newer uh, conventions, horror conventions yeah. here in Arizona as well. Yeah, uh, Horror Fest. It's, it was the first year, I think, last year. But this year, it's, it's already grown. Like I would say probably quadruple the size. And they have like more stars and stuff. I would say it's going to be pretty interesting, and they're bringing activities along with the convention. Like, they have, like, trick-or-treating and, like, some things that you can do with the kids or whatnot, but they're also bringing the zombie walk back. So if you're interested and you go, you may run into uh, Sid and I there because we all have a booth there as well. Yeah, say hi. We'll be uh, with United Zombies of America, but yeah, for sure. If you see us, say hi. We would love that. <laughs> If you have any comments or questions or anything, like, yeah, let us know, too. And like I said, if you ever want to be on the show or if you want your haunt reviewed or anything like that, you have questions or ideas or anything like that, just email uh, USA Haunt Search. I mean, email info at usahauntsearch.com and let us know and we will work with you and see if we can get you on the show or have your ideas. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, or even if you want to sponsor or be a part, just let us know. Yeah. So, Thanks yeah, I think that's pretty much our episode is, yeah, our first review. This is our first review for this year and our first review on this podcast. So, Mill of Madness, you're very lucky. You got to be the first of, like, three things. <laughs> first that's podcast, great. first review of the year. And, yeah, for sure, like, it's, that's pretty, I would say that's pretty special. Yeah. <laughs> So Definitely. yeah, this is like our kickoff to all of our, all of our crazy October funness. So, and yeah, I would for sure follow us on Facebook and all of our social media too, because we might be doing some live videos as well. Uh, yeah, and David will be a part of that too. So, thank you, David, for your time and for no telling us your honest opinion about Mill of Madness, and we look forward to having you more on the podcast. I've wanted to have you. It's just been crazy with all the scheduling and stuff and yeah learning even how to start a podcast so 
this is, and it, also David's the first guest star, so like I said, this is kind of a fir- like a special episode. We have a lot of firsts yeah. going on. <laughs> yeah, and I'm here to support Sid as well. Like like she said, this is the first time she's done the whole podcast thing, but you know, I'm here to help her out because I've done many podcasts. So yeah, yeah, I have I have a lot of uh, supporters, but David for sure is one of them. And I would give a shout out to Adam too for helping me. I wish he was uh, more involved this season, but I understand why he's not. But we miss him. Yeah, that's pretty much our episode in a, in a nutshell. And like I said, we had David Reed, who joined us and told us his point of view and the reviews and stuff. And like I said, this is the first of many. So just make sure you follow and stay tuned to our podcast and what we're doing. And yeah, and all the events that are coming up. It's it's going to be a really busy October. Definitely will be. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And see, another thing I know a lot of people have been telling me about this podcast is they like it. The fact that it's, like, laid back and it's more like we're talking to you. You know, like, it's more of, like, a laid back, like, you're a part of the conversation than just somebody talking. So thank you for that feedback. And I'm, I was hoping it'd be more like us talking to a friend than just talking on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so that's good. <laughs> So, yeah, I would say thank you very much for listening, and thank you, David, again, for being a part of it. I really appreciate it. And like I said, I look forward to working with you more and doing more, so stay tuned. So thank you, David. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you, guys. Until next time, happy Halloween. Thanks for listening to Haunted Attractions and Horgalore Podcast. If you are interested in being a sponsor, or being on the show, or have any other questions, please feel free to go to usahauntsearch.com. Haunted Attraction and Horror Galore Podcast. Brought to you by USA Haunt Search and Halizona. Sponsored by United Zombies of America. UZA's Sinister Sin. UZA's Miscreation Haunted Attraction Haunting with Heart Documentary Beneficiary Oddity 13